Hello and welcome to Through Imperial Eyes. I am your host, Jackson Daylene. And I'm your other host, Brayden Ledbetter. Welcome to the show, guys. Um, if you haven't had the chance, check out our last episode, which is our review of the Into the Dark novel by Claudia Gray, the second of the uh, High Republic novels that have come out. It's a good time. It was a good listen and a good talk and chat that we yeah. had. Um, what have we been up to just in Star Wars, uh, just general conversation? Uh, well, this week I haven't done a lot. I did um, watch a little bit of uh, Clone Wars um because i'm slowly but surely chugging my way through with what where time I are have. you now in it i'm still like at the beginning of season five. Oh, okay oh so you're almost done still that's yeah, a I'm, good season i'm getting there I, I hear that it gets it picks up towards the middle of season five and then it's yeah, just like yeah the hit the ground running from there yeah it's a good time um, what have you been up to uh, not a lot, actually. Um, I am reading more of uh, Point of View. I'm trying to finish it at this point. Yeah, I need to get I into the first read, one. I want to read the Empire Strikes Back one, so I'm finishing up the... You know, it's kind of funny. The last, like, four chapters that I've read have all been the Moss Eisley Cantina scene. Really? It's like, it because, like, it starts out... <laughs> It starts out, it's Greedo, and it does, like, Greedo all the way up until when he's killed, and then it does... Spoilers! Uh, oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, then it does the, uh, the one of the, the Bith uh, singers, one of the oh, Cantina yeah. band players. It talks about how right before, uh, they were musicians for Jabba because their manager uh, lost a card game and sold the band, so they I spent the last year at Jabba's Palace and, like... The day that they are uh, playing in the cantina is their first time playing in the cantina. And apparently, like, Greedo is after them as well. So it was kind of cool seeing awesome. how those all connected. Um, other than Anything that, else? The only other <laughs> I rewatched Rise of Skywalker. How'd it go? It's fine, I guess. It's fine, you guess. It's fun. It's all right. It, it was better this time watching it, mainly because I was uh, ready for... The things that came just in that movie overall, uh, there were there was a moment uh, I was watching it and I guess I just kind of zoned out because all of a sudden, like it was the dagger scene where she mm -hmm. like lines up the like thing and like yeah. on the Death Star. And then I was just kind of watching. Next thing I know, Leia was dead. And I was just yeah. like, I was like, oh, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, there's a whole dream sequence and a fight. That, that was like, did I just not pay attention? Did I just kind of zone out and was just thinking about my own stuff? And the next thing I know, it was like 20 minutes later in the movie. And I yeah, was that, just like, that ah. movie goes. It's quick. It, it's quick. There's yeah, a lot, a lot of movies. <clears throat> so. Yeah, I, I've, I've come. To, I've every time I've watched it so far, I've liked it more than the last time I watched it. It, it so. definitely it definitely when I finished it, I wasn't like. I remember the first time I saw it, I was really conflicted and I was like, I don't think I liked it. And then I was like, I don't know how I feel about it. And definitely watching it this turn, I was more, I always understood what I didn't like about it, but I was really able to kind of solidify what I did like more. I love Kylo yeah. Ren in it. He's kind of oh, the best yeah. part of the whole he, thing. Adam Driver is hands down the best just, actor in the sequels. Yeah, absolutely. Completely agree. So yeah, I just was, think the rise was, of Skywalker for me is like, it's Star Wars Church. Like, it's just everything I love about Star Wars in there, <clears throat> which and people have legitimate gripes about it. And that, that's cool, too. Uh, we, we just love Star Wars here. Uh, but we have a lot of news this week. Um, starting out, uh, 
Lucasfilm, a source from Lucasfilm told The Hollywood Reporter that Cara Dune will not be recast in The Mandalorian. What do you think about that? Um, you know, I, I will be honest. I kind of expected them to recast her just because it felt like it so was too. kind of the obvious move. But I also completely understand them not recasting her. It like none of her storylines needed to be involved. So it's just kind of cool that she can just kind of just yeah. dip out like that character's just kind of over with. Yeah. According to <clears throat> according to the Hollywood Reporter, um, she was in the midst of negotiating a pay raise for a spinoff series. And then after all the Twitter stuff, they just kind of. They kind of scrubbed it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They haven't really specified whether it was actually uh, Range of the New Republic or some other series or whatever. But um, yeah, I just think that not recasting and kind of just like going their separate ways with the character as a whole is probably the best idea just not to touch it. Because if they did recast, there'd be a lot of pushback from a lot of people who did like her character. (laughs) Even if they didn't like Gina Carano, a lot of people just like her character. Um, and I think if they did go the recast route, there would be it would do more harm than good to do that. Yeah. 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 I agree. What's next? <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> Star Wars kids launched a uh, well, they're launching a new series called Full Circle. Um, this is the quote from Lucasfilm of this uh you seek yoda in star wars full circle your host jocelyn will guide you on a journey across the star wars galaxy connecting the pint-sized jedi master to real life genius albert einstein learning all about jar jar all about jar jar binks and the technological innovations of ilm and circling all the way back to boba fett in the arena on genosis um so it sounds like it's just kind of a like star wars theme like children's like in like education yeah. book like connect you know the the fun real science with you know other stuff uh it sounds I do think like it's, so much fun i do think it's funny that they made uh jar jar have to teach about um technological advancements and not yeah. government yeah. um because he did not do well in the government <laughs> so. maybe maybe they're better off letting him give the guy who inadvertently started the empire to teach the yeah. children that that works out <laughs> No, I think it sounds. I think it sounds super cute. Super I think fun. It'll be... I think it sounds fun. That's that's something that I would be into if I was a kid. Yeah, um, right. I wonder if it'll be kind of like the you know like the visual dictionaries where they kind of get into the just like the fun uh, aspect of Star Wars details. Yeah, I wonder if it'll be like separate books for each like subject. Because I'm assuming it's going to be like there's a science subject. There will be a history subject. There will yeah. be technological. It's just cool that they're like connecting it to the real world. That's yeah. That's just fun. Yeah, yeah I can't. <laughs> I can't wait for for a, a kid to walk up to the Colosseum in Rome and look like oh Boba Fett fought there once. Yeah, he sure did. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, next up, uh, earlier this week, I think it was either late last week, or earlier this week, um, that. Zigna dropped a trailer for a new Star Wars game for the Switch, um, which seemed kind of fun. It's called Star Wars Hunters. Um, it's just a short clip. The trailer was a kind of a short clip in the kind of going through Jabba's palace and like panning around various holograms and stuff. Um, but apparently the game is set after the fall of the Empire. And uh, they also stated that the arenas would be inspired by different famous Star Wars locations. And you'd be able to play as bounty hunters and a bunch of Heroes of the Rebellion and Stormtroopers. What do you what do you think we can expect from this game? Um, it sounds like a more refined version of uh, 
is that is it Battle of Heroes? What's that app called? The Star Wars oh, yeah. app. It's that's, something uh, like that. Yeah. Something. Um, it sounds like that. Just kind of this like stock arena fighting game that um, I almost kind of picture it to be locked Mortal Kombat style rather than like like a third person style game. Um, it sounds cool. Um, I also heard that it might come out for iOS and Android, but I don't know if that's confirmed. I only saw like one yeah. little thing about it. I think its focus is the Switch. Yeah, I'm not a big um, mobile mobile uh, gamer. I do have a Switch. I'm, I'm um, not a mobile gamer either. Yeah, and uh, on the the trailer, there was like some dark dark side force user with a red lightsaber. Um, there was like an Imperial Flame Trooper that we saw, you know, in Force Awakens and all the sequel stuff. Is Mandalorian and Wookiee, so it'll be just fun to to see what kind of characters they can bring in and what they can do with the gameplay that makes it not just another stock fighting game. Like sounds like uh super smash star Wars bros. That, that would be I cool. Would be kind of cool though. Yeah. I would be down for that. Yeah. yeah. I never got into super smash, but uh, that, I think that would be fun. What's next? Um, so EK Johnson, uh, who wrote the, um, the Padme trilogy announced that her final, uh, book of the Padme trilogy is coming out, which is uh, The Queen's Hope. This is going to this novel is due to come out November 2nd, 2021, and it is going to be essentially Padme's uh, final days. Um, it's it's uh, I guess going to be probably that last like week and a half of just yeah. like what she does, because she's in a lot of Clone Wars, too. So we see a lot of that. But I know the other books take place in between uh, each other of the prequel movies. So this is the Revenge of the Sith one coming out, which that'll be cool. I like Padme. I always like yeah. getting Padme content. I'm glad that Padme is still kind of a uh, recurring constant character that we can see in different shapes or forms. Yeah, I haven't got it in, gotten into the Padme books. <clears throat> um, I really want to because I hear they're very, they make you appreciate Padme a lot more and they really get into her character. That's cool. And I think it'll be cool to, because I, I am eventually going to get into them. Um, because those first two, I think the first one takes place after Phantom Menace, and the second one takes place after Attack of the Clones. So I guess this one would be like during the last moments of her life when she's kind yeah, of. Yeah, like right before. She's, yeah, she's going through Anakin's soul situation and she's feeling all of those feelings she felt because. She has a sad end of her life. Yeah, it, it, it is really very is. tragic. I, I think about that a lot about how just both poor Anakin and Padme, like they just both neither deserve that fate, you know? Yeah. And and she had so much hope for her future and she was just gonna have this perfect storybook ending. So much faith in her husband and yeah. was like, I'm gonna have this perfect life and uh I think it'll be cool to see uh, how E.K. Johnson deals with that because I am going to actually end up picking this up once it comes out. Uh, But I think Padme is just an underrated prequel character that doesn't get enough love. Uh, I disagree that she doesn't get enough love. I think I I totally think she doesn't get enough love because uh, when you think about the prequels immediately, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? What's the first character that comes to your mind? Obi-Wan Kenobi but exactly. that's because yeah. I have his, I mean yeah. that's just because I have him tattooed yeah. on me but or you know people will go, people will go to like Anakin people will go to Darth Maul people will go to you know all of those characters I just think I I wish that people looked at Padme the same way they looked at characters like Rey and Luke and all those 
huge characters. I, I think that they do, though. I think that people definitely appreciate. Padme I think there are people that do. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I just completely cut off your train of thought. No, I was just like, yeah, that's fair. Like, you're definitely right. Like, there are people who yeah. 100% agree with Padme. Yeah. Well, let's move on. Um, so they just announced last week the Secrets of the Sith book will be coming out. They announced the, they saw the cover and they announced that it will, it will be told from the perspective of Papa Palps, which will be, I wonder if <laughs> Go they're going to be, Papa Palpatine. <laughs> yeah, if it's just going to be like, you know, at the, at the end after like the index is going to be his like French toast recipe or something. So I got thrown down a chasm. How do you think I got here? <laughs> What's, what the hell is an aluminum falcon? Well, let me teach you a history lesson. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I wonder how the author will address things like the inclusion of, you know, Snoke and Kylo and Asaz Ventress and all those characters that aren't technically Sith Lords. How, cause without a doubt, they're definitely, you know, part of the Sith plan as a whole, but they're not actually Sith. How do you think he's going to deal with that? Uh, well, I wonder if uh, he'll probably talk about it as in like an apprentice section or something like that, where it's yeah. just kind of like these are people who trained in the way of the Sith, but never went full throttle with it. Yeah. Like they were they were at like the base level before they got considered official Sith, but they're also still technically Sith. It'd be great if we got a little bit of Darth Plagueis in there, because that's definitely oh, ties I, into Palpatine's I story. Think, I definitely think we will. He'll probably talk about Plagueis, and I would assume the other like in canon Sith, because isn't Darth Bane canon? And um, Darth Bane is canon, and that's about the only old that's Republic. That's about it. That's about uh, it right now. Sith. Yeah, yeah. I just think that it would be a great time because they haven't really addressed um, Darth Plagueis since Revenge of the Sith for really anything. It'll be. I think it's a great time to actually like have Palpatine go more in depth on Darth Plagueis here. I wonder if they will do any High Republic stuff, which means that if they did like High Republic stuff, would have to come out in the novels first. Which what I more mean is like I wonder if in the next novel a Sith will be will be revealed, and then we can get more information on that Sith in this new Secrets of the Sith book. Yeah, that could you be get, cool. You get what I mean? Like you yeah, understand yeah. that? Like we'll get a release before this one. Yeah, from higher like, public. We'll, like we'll meet this Sith, character, yeah. and then we'll get, we can get more little fun information on them in the Secrets of the Sith book. That could be cool. I don't know if there's an exact release date um, for this out yet. I know it's available for pre-order, so I'm sure there is. So I don't know. Um, that that'll be. Um, I'm definitely going to pick that up because I know the Jedi one is the Jedi one already out. I think so. Yeah, and it's it's told uh, through the perspective of Luke. Right, and it's from what I've seen, it's uh, it's kind of like it imitates Luke's uh, like notebooks. Mm, is that yeah. it kind of talks about just like the history of everything, and I don't think it does like a character breakdown, but more kind of an era breakdown. Yeah. So that'd be cool. That'd be cool to kind of well, cool. check out. I wonder. I wonder how they'll deal with. I wonder if it's a, it'll be a Palpatine's secret diary. <laughs> be cute. It'd be cute. Yeah. <laughs> it's my thoughts while on the Death Star. Yeah, his like little, little cute little side notes. Yeah, right. Little post-it notes that he has. That's cute. <laughs> so, What's next? All right. Well, moving on. Uh, hot toys. Which have you ever had any hot toys? Have you ever? No, I'm, I'm too oh, poor for that. I know, right? I want one so bad. Hot toys revealed uh, their new uh, deluxe a 
edition Boba Fett figure. Um, this figure is going to be based off of Boba Fett from season two of The Mandalorian. Yep. And um, I don't know if it's two separate or I, I would assume not. It's just essentially it's it's one one uh one uh what's the word figure that's the word i wanted to use one figure and it you can either do the cloaked boba fett with you know the the dark robes that he first shows up in he's got the the yeah. the, the gat gatterfy and yeah so the, basically the cycle they rifle have and- they have a standard version and a deluxe version coming out the standard version i believe is just him in the boba fett armor and when you buy the deluxe version, it comes with two figures, two separate figures. So you're, you're getting the the Tamara Morrison, um, just like unarmored Boba Fett, the, the Tatooine kind of version of Boba Fett. And then you're also getting the armored version the from the armored version. And it, so you're getting two figures with the deluxe one. It's detailed as all hell. I mean, yeah. it's hot toys, so like it makes sense. But like uh, the rocket boots, you know, that have little yeah. like smoke like coming out of them that look like they're actually in action. He's got, you know, a jetpack with no burn fueling coming out of it. He's got a jetpack with some fuel coming out of it. Like it's cool. It'll be cool to kind of just see all the different little gadgets and whatnot. I want one of the uh, the the re-armored Boba Fett, the the new paint job. I think that'll be yeah cool to have. So, yeah, uh, I'm. I'm uh, not really up to date with the whole collecting scene, so I don't really know how many different hot toys there are. But this one looks really cool. There are a lot of hot toys. I know. Hot toys I'm, is, I'm in for Star Wars. For Star Wars. Uh, I w- also a lot. They've been around yeah. since even when I was probably like 15 or 16, and I've always wanted a cool one. They're so detailed. They're so well made. You know, them and uh and Sideshow, they always do really cool stuff together. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. What's next? Uh, so. Tamara Morrison uh, talked about filming uh, Book of Boba Fett on a uh, on a New Zealand uh, news program, and he basically said that they're filming right now and they're taking lots of COVID nineteen pr- uh, restrictions and uh, precautions. So he talks about working on set and they have to do face shields and the whole crew is wearing masks and they're doing rapid tests every three days and normal tests once a week. So they're really taking it seriously, which is really good because um, if not, we would probably have a lot of delays and we wouldn't get Boba Fett yeah, right. this year. But Excuse me. he says that they have been shooting for a few weeks now and um, you know he's in good spirits and he says he's prepping for a lot of action. So that is very good. <laughs> Uh, it's what we like to hear. <laughs> he's so excited to come back. I'm I'm glad oh, that yeah. he is just absolutely pumped for everything. Yeah. I cannot um, wait. What, what what do you think we can expect from this from this this show? <sighs> so, it's rumored to only be four episodes. Oh really? I didn't rumored. know that. Yes, that is rumored. Well, that kind of changes. I guess not. I the the ideas that I have is either. Um, it's going to be about Boba essentially uh, establishing himself in the crime world. And I think the villains that they should do with it would be the remnants of Crimson Dawn. Ooh, um, yeah. Get just Sakira kind of in there. Be and... about Boba just kind of taking over the crime world. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep seeing it enough that I almost could expect Disney to do it, but I almost wonder if it'll be 
uh, Boba finalizing his revenge arc in hunting down uh, some Jedi, maybe uh, a Jedi who survived a treacherous fall in the uh, city of Coruscant. I am talking, of course, about Mace Windu. Personally, I don't think they're. I don't think they should bring back Mace Windu. Me I think neither. Mace Windu should stay dead. But I also Leave would not alone. be shocked if they brought back Mace Windu, and that was kind of the. Uh, little storyline. I also know Boba's whole thing in season two of Mando is that he is kind of done with the whole revenge thing. He's more about honoring his family bloodline. And that's why the, uh, the little bars on the side of his helmet go from, uh, yellow to red because it's, it means in Mando, it's honoring your family and Mm -hmm. he's a good guy. Now he doesn't want to work for the empire anymore, you know? So I could see something, you know, uh, if Mace Windu showed up, that, I guess that'd be cool, but it would just be more obvious fan service, especially since they've made these changes for Boba. And I just don't think it would be very effective. I just they, also it think would it would be so much so, like a shoe in. I think it'd be so cool to see Boba Fett with a purple lightsaber, but I can just look up a drawing of that. I don't need that <laughs> to be real canon, you know? Yeah, so. I, don't, I don't know if that would work for me, um, but I wonder if. Because I remember, um, I forgot how long ago it was, but I think it was James Mangold had a Boba Fett thing yeah. that he was working on. He was supposed to make the movie. It was supposed movie. to be a film. And if this is going to be four episodes, I wonder if they're just going to just straight up make it like make it seem like a four hour movie. And they're just kind of adapting with also taking into account the Mandalorian story events. If they're just adapting what was originally going to be the Boba Fett movie, because we had Josh Trank, who was originally going to do Boba Fett. We have the James Mangold was originally going to do Boba Fett. So I wonder if they're just pulling pieces from those past projects and putting them into this one. That's not a bad idea. That'd be no. kind of cool. I would love to see. I love James Mangold. I would love yeah. to see anything him involved with Boba Fett. So yeah, that'd be cool. I'm excited. Nonetheless, I think it'll be just absolutely stellar. I just, I cannot wait for how ruthless it's going to be. Like, it's just going to be so cool. Yeah. I I really hope it's just like a, like a space action movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think but it'll just be just yeah. ruthless. Just a quick one. Well, cool. Yeah. That's all What's we've next? got for news. Um, oh, that's it. That's, that's, yeah. it's a, it's, I thought it was going to be a, a heavy news day, but we got to the news in 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. We got a quick, so let's, uh, let's go on to the couple questions that let's are get deep with these questions. Ren sent us. Um, do you want to read off the first one? Yeah. This one comes from Instagram, uh, from at Nick Ducote art who asks, what happened to Yaddle? The age-old question, what happened to Yaddle? What do you think? Uh, actually, I know what happened to Yaddle. I don't know what exactly it's from, but uh, apparently Yaddle dies um, while with Obi-Wan and Anakin on some mission that goes awry, and it's while Anakin's still a Padawan. It's like when he's a teenager, and apparently Yaddle sacrifices herself to save this planet and obviously also save Anakin and Obi-Wan. So, yeah, that's like the actual answer is... Who told you Yaddle. that? Uh, I found it somewhere. Um, I saw it on, like, Instagram, and I don't know what it's from, but... That's what it talks about that like Yaddle died in like a in like a like a, a last ditch effort to save everyone and like Well, I, I don't <laughs> believe you because I have an actual answer to this. You have an actual answer? Yeah, I do. Oh, so I think that during or during Order Sixty Six, um I think she took over Dexter's diner. Oh my god. <laughs> and became the the head dishwasher at Dexter's diner. And made a career for herself there. That's just me. 
What do you think? Um, her death in 26 BBY <laughs> during a peacekeeping mission to Mawan. No, no, no. She, that didn't um, happen. A remember, member of the same species as fellow counselor. Order oh, 66 happened. About. She had to hide away. She's so small she can get past all the tall, the tall stormtroopers. She went and she is now working and owns Dexter's diner. She let Dexter retire. He, he, his time's done. She owns Dexter's diner and is the lead dishwasher at Dexter's diner. What do you think? Um, so <laughs> she used the force to absorb a deadly chemical weapon unleashed by the student by Granta Omega on this essentially lawless planet. Uh, so some dude tried to drop a chemical bomb on this planet and Yaddle just like, just absorbed it. Just took it. Was just like, what is, All right. it, what is this from? What, is this from a novel or is this from a show? What, what is this from? This keeps telling me it's from. It's just saying. Hold on, let me see. Uh, it's like telling me the story, but I'm like, oh yeah. yeah give, me your, what's, give me your sources, bro. It's the. They held a, a funeral. They held. I'm gonna look it up. I'm just gonna look is up. Is this legends? What? It might be legends. It is legends. So it it. We don't know what happened to to Yaddle and Cannon. So I, I think can, canonically, she took over Dexter's diner and oh she's now running it. <laughs> she's now secretly running it. No, not she secretly, makes, very publicly. Oh, 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 publicly running it. She yeah. makes mean patty we haven't, even, we haven't even really been back to Coruscant, um, you know, since before episode four. So well, yeah, but Yaddle's gone by the time. Dexter Jester's around. Is she working with Dexter Jester? Is that? Oh no! Is that, she let she no. let De- De- Dexter retire. He's now living. Um, so what? So what happened in between when Dexter owned it, and then like, because oh no, cause she's, so, so, she's gone from the council by the time Dexter's still like running it. So what'd she do before that? Oh no, she was she. I, I told you she she becomes the lead dishwasher. She was just a dishwasher oh, oh, in the back. I'm sorry, I missed that part. Okay, yeah, yeah. I see now. <laughs> no, but in, in all seriousness, <laughs> I, I literally don't know. I, that is a very good question. I literally don't know what could have happened to Yaddle. I think what actually like behind the scenes what happened is they just didn't. They just happened to not include her again in any of the other movies. They just had her in Phantom Menace, and was she in Attack of the Clones too? I don't think so. I think she's just in Phantom Menace. Yeah. So I, I think George Lucas was just like, uh, people are going to confuse that for like He's another like, Yoda. Oh, so I'm yeah, just not going to touch it anymore. I wanted to keep Yoda's species a secret. I'll get rid of that one real quick. Yeah. So I, I, I honestly think that it's not that. I think that's literally what happened. And there will maybe two years from now, maybe 10 years from now, there's going to be Yaddle, a Star Wars story, the novel or the comic book. And we'll it's get comic. that answer. This, uh, this, uh, this Yaddle's death was apparently yeah. a comic that happened with this mission we'll right, see well, if we'll ever we'll ever get a canon answer who knows that was uh yeah that was a that was a wild time that was a cool. wild time finding that answer cool yeah um what's the ne- what's what do we got next who, who asked a question next, next uh is the chasey j asked us uh favorite arc or storyline from clone wars or rebels oh man um seeing as i don't I haven't finished all of clone wars i do have some favorites but i haven't finished it so if you're like Braden, you're totally missing out on this awesome arc. Why didn't you say it? Because I haven't seen it yet. But the first one that came to mind was the Mortis arc in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. I think See, that, no, either that or 
I, I love the Cad Bane stuff too. The, the Holocron Heist and the Children of the Forest. That whole those like three episodes were really great. Um, and I also I just finished the end of season four. The whole Obi Wan undercover thing with all the bounty hunters. Oh, that's a good one. That, yeah, I was thinking that about was that a cool too. Arc. Yeah, but I think overall so far my favorite one has been the Mortis stuff on Mortis and the the um what are they called the. Uh, Oh, the father, daughter, daughter, and the son. Yeah. And I yeah. do have a Rebels one, but I want to hear your Clone Wars, your favorite Clone Wars arc first. Uh, my Clone Wars one's kind of obvious. It is the uh, season five Mandalorian arc. Um, and I know you're not fully there, there yet. So I, there. Yeah, I won't talk crazy much about it. But it, once you watch it, it's kind of like that's one of the most memorable moments in Clone Wars. Um, and it's that's just the, those like three episodes three four episodes just i just think are really i usually watch those in a little spurt those in the like the final four as well <laughs> um let's talk about rebels though i have I so many <laughs> i know right it's hard to even where do i begin um i do like the mandalore stuff in rebels like season two mandalore um is a season that's season three Season three, Mandalore uh, well, stuff. Well, season three is like all about Sabine and the dark saber. Yeah, when Sabine goes to Mandalore and like, and like the first half of season yeah. four is like yeah. them setting up for the big rebellion. But we cannot talk about rebels without talking about the twilight of the apprentice and the whole Ahsoka Vader's arc at the end of uh, season two. Some of the best Star Wars moments some of all of the time. Best Star Wars. It's yeah. Uh, I'll never forget that is not the Jedi way. And it's the two lightsabers. I am no I'm Jedi. No Jedi. Ah, it gives so you good. chills. Yeah. It's um, so good. Um, and you know, the whole moment whenever Vader's mask breaks and you see the Anakin eye and then mm-hmm. like this, that's Ahsoka's, Ahsoka's realization that Holy crap, that it, that's it Anakin. Is, yeah, it is him. Yeah. Um, heartbreaking. And then, I, and then it also, sorry to cut you off, but it, th- one of the best rebels moments is at the end there, whenever Ahsoka is going back in the temple into the smoke and we're just like, what's going to happen to Ahsoka mm-hmm. and for like a whole two years. We were like, wait, where's Ahsoka? Did Ahsoka die? And Dave Filoni comes out at celebration with the Ahsoka lives shirts and all that fun yeah, stuff. Right. Um, I actually really, really love all of the, uh, the, the first time Kanan meets Bentu. Oh uh, yeah. When, when they're the on Bendu Dantooine, stuff. his whole Kanan's whole, like, um, uh, quote unquote arc of essentially refinding his faith in just kind of the force and just understanding yeah. himself. And I, I loved all of that. Uh, I love anything Admiral Thrawn. Um, the mm, siege yeah, yeah. of uh, Lothal is some of my yeah. favorite in Rebels. That final just like whole section of season four. Yeah. Uh, I think the final season of Rebels is actually my favorite. It's it's a perfect season of television. I, it is so I good. love Rebels very, very yeah. much. So. I don't know if the Thrawn, I don't know if Thrawn is a character really does it for me to be honest i love anything thrawn i love thrawn it's just kind of yep. that like calm meticulous evil he's all about you know you got to understand your enemy in, in order to beat them and i i loved that because i loved how uh they had to try and beat thrawn out of wits first before mm-hmm. pulling something off which uh makes ezra's decision so much more harder and harsher with you know sacrificing everything that he could just to save Lothal and uh oh, I love it. I love yeah. it. I cannot wait to see a live action Thrawn. I want to read the new Thrawn trilogy. It's it's starting to kind of pique my interest enough that I, I think I'm gonna give it a go. I hear that it it's not all it's cracked up to be if you're expecting it to be like Heir to the Empire. 
that trilogy. See, I also might just read the Heir to the Empire trilogy because I think that's how they're going to do live action Thrawn is that mm. essentially. All right. Here's my theory. I think Thrawn is responsible for initiating the First Order and that essentially he has been pulling the strings this whole time. That's why all of the new ships that we have been seeing are really well designed, especially from the Empire, because Thrawn designed ships. He was that was kind Hmm. of his specialty was he was able to do more things. And I think because he was. Trust, uh, trusted enough from Palpatine and Vader, they gave him that information to start the the second empire once everyone was gone. If they could find a way to do that well and make it believable and not just, you know, try, just undermining the Rise of Skywalker entirely, I think that could be really cool. If they, if they well, figure like, out a way to weave it in and make it cohesive and well done, I think that could yeah. be really cool. And and I think that they are already because they've already because like Moff Gideon was like responsible for running the cloning and like getting Snoke prepared and all that, but that, that also, we know of that we think. that we know of that is true. That's, I that's, also that's think, still kind of a theory because that's not confirmed. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I think that's how they're going to try and connect it with it all. Is essentially they'll they'll make Thrawn kind of the big baddie for the uh, the series at least, or at least for the Ahsoka series. Yeah, um, we're definitely going to see him in the Ahsoka series. Um, I think it will be the the first moment you see him live action on screen will be so cool. It's going to be. I hope that they, I, they need to make sure to keep him out of the trailers. Keep him. Oh, oh, yeah. Keep it needs him to hidden. be like it's, it's going to be see him until it comes it's going to be. Yeah, it should be a big secret. Do not let us see him until it comes out. And also just um, some other honorable mention stuff for Rebels. Uh, the world between worlds stuff is really oh, bizarre. That's always fun. Yeah. I love it. It's just like it's so bonkers that it's awesome. <laughs> But it's also it's also it's it's easy for people to be like, like, I saw this really freaking dumb YouTube video that came out. It's like and they're basically saying, oh, yeah, Dave Filoni is going to redo the Star Wars sequels because they're going to retcon it to where that actually happened in an alternate universe in the world between Mm -hmm. worlds. And oh my just shut up please if, if you made that video i don't we're just too shut far up. in to just retcon everything like just we just shut up i th- this watch star wars with some heart and you'll learn to appreciate the sequels that's all i'm saying but i, I really do like the world between world stuff and this is a big spoiler so if you have not seen rebels um mute, mute us or pa- skip forward two minutes but start yelling K- really loud in your car as you're listening but, to us yeah kanan's death is one of the most moving powerful moments in star wars of all time i have to say that it, right now it was three years ago like last week and it, there was a tweet I, I was scrolling just on twitter and i have like star wars just tagged so anything anything comes up on my feed and it literally is it's the still of his eyes and her wide eyes oh. and it just says three years ago and i just i saw and instantly started tearing up and was just like yeah. I just that one still hits hard. That one still hurts me in my soul. Yeah, I just man that the the way that Freddie Prince Jr. is able to give Kanan such depth is astounding. I love him so much. What a good character. What a good arc. What's our next question? This next question comes from a friend of the show, uh, Grandpappy Berta, my friend Steven. He asks, what other Star Wars series besides Kenobi, obviously, has you most excited and why? So we both kind of know that both of our most anticipated shows that are coming out is Kenobi. So what do you think comes behind Kenobi for you? 
for me, it is the book of Boba Fett. But to give an actual like legitimate answer, I'm really excited for Visions. Um, I am really excited to just see. I love just animation. I love just actually animated things. And um, I'm glad that Star Wars is actually kind of putting their foot in that area. I think Mm -hmm. there's going to be some really pretty stuff that's going to come out of that show. And I think it'll be a good opportunity to get some different star Wars stories than we've seen before in there and, and different ways of telling star Wars stories. I always love finding new ways to tell a star Wars story. So yeah. What about you? I think it's definitely the acolyte because yeah, I want to see some awesome Sith stuff. Some, I want to dig into Sith lore. I want to see Sith do some Sithy stuff. Um, and I want to see, this will be the first time we'll, we'll have seen anything live action happening before the Phantom Menace. Yeah, that is true. And that it will be cool to actually kind of experience, uh, that world. Yeah. I, I just, I really, um, I'm just very excited for as soon as that was announced, I was like, that's genius. Why would, why didn't you guys announce this as a movie trilogy three years ago? But, um, and a close second behind that is this kind of segues into the last question we have, but it's the Ryan Johnson trilogy. Oh, just like just the, the, I just the trilogy lo- I in just general. I just love him as a filmmaker. And I, I just want to, I, I'm, I don't want to say I'm the most excited for it. I'm the most curious about it, about where we're going to go. Yeah, with that's that. fair. Well, then I'll ask this last question. I kind of want you to just kind of take off on it because I don't. I don't really I don't really have a lot of thoughts of what it is. So uh, Cinema Shakedown, who is um, from my friend Jordan or friends, Jordan and Kyle, they run a movie podcast. Check them out. That's a self uh, promotion. I did that on my own. Uh, They asked, what do you guys want to see from Ryan Johnson's Star Wars trilogy? Brayden, what do you want to see? Because I'm I'll take anything. I'm going to take anything he's going to give me. So whatever works. I want something completely new, something we have not seen before, like. Give us new worlds, give us new characters, new ships, new weapons, a new story, because I think that it is so easy to look at The Last Jedi, whether you like it or you hate it, and just write it off as that's the only way Ryan Johnson can do Star Wars. Because that is, if you if you've seen any of his other work, you know how how um how quirky of a filmmaker he is. I, I don't want to use that word quirky because that's kind of he is a jack of all trades when it comes to storytelling and unique, filmmaking. Unique, um, deliberate, deliberately yeah, unique. Yeah, but but one thing I do want out of this is I want him to write and direct every every movie in the trilogy. You want you want him to have one, the whole thing. I yeah I just Peter Jackson it just Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings yeah. it because that if and even if they just filmed it you know how they filmed Lord of the Rings they just shot for three years straight and just got them all done in one go do that with this trilogy because a lot of people's understandable critiques for the sequels is that there was no plan from the beginning that they just kind of went with this movie what's the next one that's the next one that's which is an understandable critique when i i it's not one that i necessarily have a gripe with but i think this will give ryan a chance to not have anything have to set him up beforehand and him not have to set anything up, him just contained awesome Star Wars, I think that'll be great. And I want to see that. Would from you him. want slash do you think he will leave it in a sense of he can let others kind of build off with it? Or do you think it will be literally like a one, two, three, nothing else? There will be nothing else from this. I don't know. I think it would be cool if 
if like you said if it is just a the contained trilogy and that's it that's the story that's all we needed and that's that's it we put it on the shelf we're done but it also could be cool if you use that to build off of for like maybe we get a couple spin-off books maybe we get a comic series maybe we get you know a show based off of one of the characters that we that ends up being like a fan favorite like there's so many opportunities if you go for something brand new so i'm really excited for where we're going to go with this because I just love Ryan Johnson, and I, I don't think I've made that a mystery on the show. I really love Ryan Johnson. Well, cool. Uh, I think that's all we have for today. Uh, thank you guys for listening. You can find us on Instagram at Through Imperial Eyes Pod, uh, on Twitter at Through Imperial, or I'm sorry, at Twitter at Imperial Eyes Pod, and at YouTube, you can just look us up as Through Imperial Eyes. Braden, where can they find you on socials? You can find me on Twitter at Braydathlon and on Instagram at Braden Ledbetter. And where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Quacks and Scalene. That's Q U A C K S O N, and then under er, and then Scalene like the triangle. And then uh, on Instagram, you can follow my photography Instagram, which is uh, at Deline underscore photography, and Deline is spelled D A L E N. Wow, I really jumbled those last little bits. Yeah, you just uh, spelling bee champion 2021. <sighs> I don't know. My, I, my words all caught up with me, and I just feel a lot stupider than I really am. That's all right. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, make sure that you're leaving us that review and that rating on Apple Podcasts. It really, really helps out the show. You have no idea. And go ahead and follow us on Spotify and subscribe on YouTube. All those fun things that really help out our show. Um, and then if you want... You can be included in these questions we have at the end of the show. We take questions every week. If you want to ask us a question, discuss something. We had a really great discussion tonight. So please, if you have anything you want us to talk about, just hit us up. We'll, we'll put it in the show next week. Um, and we also have an option if you want to leave a voice message on Anchor. You can get your voice in the show. We haven't had any of those yet, but it'd be cool if we could actually talk to you guys. So um, before we go, Jackson, do you have anything else? Uh, do we want to talk about our uh, new weekly thing that we're going to be doing? Our new thingy yeah. thing? So I don't want to get too deep into it just so you guys have a little bit of a sense of surprise. But we are going to have a... It's going to be released on Saturdays. We're going to have a weekly special episode where we are going to kind of... Uh, I don't want to give too much away. It's just going to be a new series. going to be weekly. It's going to be fun. We're going to get in a lot of discussion. We're going to bring in some guests. It'll be really fun to discuss Star Wars with guests. You get two so stuff that's from about us all I want to say. Yeah, you get two you stuff get every week. more of our voices. Yeah, it's going to yeah, be great. But, uh, but it, that'll be a lot of fun. We'll bring in some guests. We'll have a lot of fun conversations um, about Star Wars, because that's what you're here for. But um, if you don't have anything else, Jackson, I think we'll be back right next week with more Star Wars news. What do you think? You think we're going to start doing this, keep doing this podcast? Uh, yeah, I think we're fine. I think we're doing good. Well, I'm at least having a good schedule in my life. <laughs> All right. Well, until next week, may the force be with you. <laughs>